Here we are, Locked On NFL, alongside the scout Matt Williamson. I am Brian Peacock. We are bringing you around the league daily here on the Locked On Podcast Network. You can find this podcast on all of your favorite podcast apps, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Himalaya. We are everywhere. You can also find me on the network doing Locked On 49ers. You can find me on Twitter at BD Peacock. Matt is a must-follow at Williamson NFL. Today's show is the pre-week three power rankings. Let's reshuffle this thing. How do teams look now that we've seen every team play two games? Matt is going to break down his 32-1 to power rankings in the NFL as things stand today, and I'm going to critique his rankings as we go about this thing. Matt, I'm interested to see some teams that, especially in the middle, that are really hard to get a read on. I think the very top and the very bottom is somewhat easy right now. Yeah, well said, and... Usually that's the case. I've been doing power ranks, I don't know, for 15 years going back to ESPN. Um, It's not usually difficult to say, well, these are the top two or three best teams in the league. Or, hey, Miami's going to be at 32, and there's a a handful that are fighting for that 31st spot. But when you look at, like, mm, I would say 20 to 9 on my ranks, Mm -hmm. This isn't to excuse them, but especially at this point, only after two games, you can kind of shake them up in a bag and come out in whatever order you want. So I'm sure there'll be some fans that'll give me a hard time. You know, how could you have this team at 19? There's no way that there's 18 better teams. But I also urge you folks, if you've never done the power ranks, do it. It's a lot harder than you think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You think you have a good idea and it, right. it does get difficult and things can change week to week too. So that's why we're going to have to keep revisiting this throughout the season. And the method I use, there's two methods I use is I, I, I list all the teams and then I start at one and I start going and then I start at 32 and I go and then I have that chunk in the middle that I'm looking at and I like to have them at the end where there's only eight teams or so. And then I start fixing those guys. Or the other approach I do sometimes is I take every division and I rank them all from one to four. So then I look at all the ones that are still left. Okay, I have a one here. Is he better than the two in the north? You know, so you at least can kind of narrow it down into like subsets a little bit. That's one approach I I, I like to do too. And this is faith-based, right? So you're thinking, okay, these teams play tomorrow. This is how I see them. This isn't so much as I predict where they will be. Right. I'm glad you mentioned that because you and I have not done one of these. And most of my listenership knows this. And this is how we always explained it. Every Tuesday on the Football Today podcast, we had power ranks. And I always said, if these teams, it's who's the best, who's play, who is the best team right this minute on Wednesday going into week three, who are the best teams? Who's If they were to play each other, and I'm not talking matchups, you know, that, boy, they couldn't handle this corner or whatever. And what I always say is if Team X plays Team Y 111 times in Wichita, Kansas, who comes out with more wins? Well, let's get started then. We're going to go from 32 to 1, from the bottom to the top of the NFL right now. As things sit before Week 3, Matt, Team number 32 for you is... Miami. I mean, obviously, we don't have to spend a lot of time here. We talked about the Minka trade yesterday. Uh, they they currently have three first-round picks, much like the Raiders. I, I said this before. If they're over-under for wins is 1.5, I, 
I think I go under. And you had some amazing stats too yesterday about the the betting lines for them. It's crazy. Oh, it's crazy. They're already minus ninety two in the point differential <laughs> right now, which is insane yeah. after two weeks. All um, right. So thirteen thirty one. I got a feeling we're in the same division here, right? No, but Oof. these two are in the same town. I got the Giants at thirty one. The Ooh. Jets at thirty. Strongly considered putting the Jets at 31 after what we saw against the Browns. And as as injured as they are, I'm kind of lumping these two together. The Giants are going to Daniel Jones. We talked about that a lot yesterday. Go check that out. Maybe the Jets are worse. If, they, if, if those two, they don't even have to go to Wichita. If the Jets and the Giants play at 111 <laughs> games in their the stadium that they share, who do you think wins? That's a great question. And we get to see... <laughs> Your team number 30 and 32 play twice. It's going to be later in the season. The Dolphins yeah. are, yeah, the Dolphins and Jets play uh, in November and again in December. So that's going to be a fun one. And I think some some draft capital will be at stake with those games. And as the Jets are right now, as we saw them on Monday Night Football without their first round pick and without CJ Mosley and onto their third quarterback, that's that doesn't look like a team that's going to win a game like that. But I, I think there's no. a chance for them to do a little bit more, maybe improve throughout the season. Whereas the Dolphins, where do they go to get better during the year? And with the New York Giants, you know, maybe it's an upgrade from Eli to Daniel Jones, potentially. Yeah. And folks, please tweet me. If they played 111 games at New York Stadium, who do you think wins? I'm starting to kind of second guess myself. And I kind of think that if this was week 10, the Jets would be high, you know, much better than the Giants and Darnold's back and things are going a little better, healthier. But I think if they played right now, the Giants are probably the better of the two. So I'm going to switch that. I would, le- <laughs> I would lean Giants just barely, especially today as things are constructed. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's move on to 29. 29. Arizona Cardinals, and they're not a disaster. You know, I, I think they've done good things. They-, they battled back and got a tie. I have faith in Murray. I need to see more of that offense. But I think their defense is hideous. Maybe the Cardinals could sneak up on some teams just because of scheme and because of some playmakers on offense, but I agree. They just overall, they they don't have a winning roster, and defensively it's going to be tough. If they win a game, it's going to have to be a lot of what they've done the first two weeks to try to just keep their head above water, which is their rookie quarterback throwing it 45 times, which isn't a great recipe in its own right. Right, and a little more David Johnson wouldn't hurt. He got banged up last week. I mean, I do think the offense can do damage. I just think they have to win in a shootout, and that's a tough recipe for a rookie quarterback and a new head coach and all those things. And a really tough schedule. Everybody else in their yeah. division is 2-0 and right now. Let's go to number 28. I have the Redskins. Um, maybe I'm being a little too hard on them. They haven't embarrassed themselves. they got guys like McLaren that are looking good, and um, and the offense hasn't been a total disaster, and I do have some faith in the defense, but I just don't see a lot to get excited about. I agree there, and there's maybe some other teams that I could see that you would put them over, but at the same time, where's the confidence level with Washington? How about mm-hmm. team number 27? I'd say like these next three or four are all pretty bad to me and could have been 28th. I have Jacksonville at 27, and that sounds like I'm crushing Minshew, but I'm not. I mean, I think he's fine. I just don't think that there's a lot there to get super excited about. They have to win a certain way. I think the defense is living on reputation a little bit. It's a good defense, not a great defense. Kind of go as Fournette goes, which is a questionable formula. 
That's a great point about the defense. And I think I might have, this was one of my sleeper teams this year. I thought, yeah, they could bounce back. And it looks like that year they had two years ago is going to be the outlier season. And maybe that defense, while good, isn't enough to carry a team when you've got, obviously we've saw it with Bortles. Now you're down to Gardner Minshew and they don't have a lot else on offense besides the hammer in Leonard Fournette. Uh, Who's team 26 then in that same group? Cincy. And maybe Jacksonville deserves to be over Cincy and, Uh, My listeners probably know this, that sometimes when I start talking through these things, I go, boy, Bengals just got killed, and their defense is pretty bad, even though it looked good against Seattle. Maybe they should be a little lower. I might be a little generous here to Cincinnati, especially the state of their offensive line. Yeah, offensive line's bad. They missed more tackles than they made against the 49ers a week two, but they did (laughs) look good week one against Seattle. So there is that. There's, There's potential for this team to win some games, which gives you some hope. That's the thing is there's only been two games. So if one of them is decent, that holds a lot of weight, probably more than it should. And yeah, recency bias for me with the Bengals and the New York Jets. And when you see them play so bad, it's like, oh, God, that was the worst team I saw this week. So it makes it. Yeah, I think there is definitely going to be some recency bias here. Who's your 25th team? The Raiders. Um, I don't think they're horrible. I mean, I give Gruden credit. I mean, they're 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 a competitive team. They got out early on the Chiefs. You know, the week one wasn't bad, that's for sure. They're, they are building something. I think Carr is playing okay. I just don't think there's a lot of talent. And in, in the end, I think that defense is pretty terrible too. All right, let's get to your top 24 here. It's interesting. I think the Raiders are the first team on your list so far that has a win on the 2019 season. Hmm. This podcast is brought to you in part by Peloton. Can't find a workout that keeps you engaged? Peloton is an immersive Cardio experience with real-time features that will always keep you coming back. Get $100 off accessories when you purchase the Peloton bike and get a great cardio workout at home. Go to OnePeloton.com and use promo code LOCKED to get started. Dudes, listen up. Let's talk about sex. Good sex. Remember those days when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. I've told you about them many times. If you haven't tried it, you're out of your mind. BlueChew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know that they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. Guys, I never understood the pill thing. I mean, hey, you're going to make an appointment for an hour from now? I mean, BlueChew works so much better. Um... Now, this isn't just for guys that can't perform. It's for any guy who wants extra functionality to enhance their performance in the bedroom. That's all of you. Um, Blue Chew is prescribed online, shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor visits, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, zero awkwardness. Made in the USA, and Blue Chew prepares and ships direct. They're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, they have a fantastic deal for all of you listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment totally free when you use our promo code LOCKEDONNFL. All you're paying is $5 shipping, and you're getting way more than $5 worth of product. And the promo code is LOCKEDON. Again, that's BlueChew.com, promo code LOCKEDON to try it free. BlueChew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. And we thank them a great deal for sponsoring the podcast. All right, we're doing the power rankings here on Locked On NFL. Matt Williamson, you can find him at Williamson NFL if you want to get mad about how he ranked your team. Find him there. And we are on to team number 24, counting up to number one. T-Bay Bucks. 
Um, not a lot of talent on defense, but I think Bowles is coaching them up and D line looks respectable. I think the linebackers will be okay. Secondary is a work in progress. Evans hasn't done much. Their offensive line too looks really, really bad. And Jameis, his stripes are pretty much painted now. I mean, he, uh, the turnovers and the bad decisions and the reckless play, I don't know will ever change. I can't argue with that one at all. Even though they won a game and looked good against Carolina, I have a feeling Carolina is probably a lot lower now than we might have thought they would have been coming into the season. Who is Team 23 on your list? Denver. And I was torn between Carolina and Denver here. Carolina, I think, has a lot more talent. Denver, I don't know. I I mean, I I really think that, that Denver, and to some degree Chicago, who we'll get to maybe a little earlier than people think, have to play close to the vest, win with defense. And it was very obvious watching those two play that that style is really the only way they can go about winning. And maybe I'm selling them a little bit short, but I think they're below average. That's 23. And does that mean Carolina is at 22 for you? They are. And I was really excited about the Panthers and Cowboys going as we let up into the end of the season i just don't think newton is the same and we're getting more reports that you know he's banged up he looks bad and you know how much can you hide the quarterback hope he snaps out of it gets healthy because i think they could be a pretty good team but they're not playing very good football right now number 21 neither the steelers uh they could maybe even be lower i mean Lost to a very, very good team. I mean, we're, gonna, we're not going to say the Patriots' name for a long time, and I have a feeling the Patriots are going to demolish a lot of teams and make them look as bad as they did Pittsburgh when it's all said and done. But now they don't have Ben. Um, I still have a lot of faith in the Steelers' D. Adding Minka helps that. But I think you can make the case that the Steelers should be 25-ish. That brings us into the top 20, your 20th team right now in the Week 3 Power Rankings. The Lions. Um, I don't have a lot to say here. You know, like I kind of feel like they're going the right direction. Not sure if I trust the coach, not sure if I trust the defense, but there are some good things like there is mediocre of a team as there is in the league right now. And we're getting into that portion of the power rankings, a lot of trust issues right now, but some, some teams that you could see going south, some teams that you could say, hey, this team could could be competing at the end of the season. And there's a lot to be determined after week two. We've still only seen these teams play twice. Number 19 is? And I got to say, like to start the show, this is my hardest portion right in here. A lot of these teams are very similar to me. I'm going with Atlanta. Um, I can't get the taste out of my mouth of them getting destroyed by the, the, the Vikings and Cook just running all over them. I don't know that the defense is much improved, um, but they came, they're came. they coming off a nice win too. So, again, 19 to 12-ish are all pretty similar to me. I will say they've had a couple of tough opponents so far this season, the Atlanta Falcons have. So start the season with the Vikings and the Eagles, and we're able to knock one of those teams off. I, I think this is definitely one of those teams. 19. I think at the end of the year, 19 might feel low, but... The confidence level, again, is where things get difficult in this stretch of teams. Number 18. Buffalo. I know they're 2-0. and I'm sure Bills Mafia are going to go crazy. How can you have them this low? 
Um, I think the defense is exceptional. I still have a lot of questions about Allen, but he is making plays. He's better protected. The running game's okay. They have receivers. I just don't know that they have a high ceiling. And the bonus for the Buffalo Bills is they get to play the Jets and the Dolphins twice this year. Well, they already got to play the Jets yeah. once and, and were able to sneak away with that win. But again, the Jets team we saw Monday Night Football, the Bills were only able to beat them by 1.17-16 and squeak away with the win. So, But they are 2-0, and and maybe they get the 9-7 and and get a wild card. You know, I mean, like, they're not that far from that conversation. So here is the top team in the bottom half of your list, number 17. The Bears. And this is all about concern about Trubisky. I mean, I don't like at all what I'm seeing from him this year. They are playing to hide their quarterback. The rest of the team looks really good. But if you don't have a quarterback, and I think they don't. Number 16. The Browns, big win, big loss on the opposite order. A lot of this goes back to me thinking that they were pretty good preseason, so I'm leaning more towards the win um, being who they are, and maybe that's just fresher in my mind. Odell, Baker looking a lot better, D-line. There's talent here, but their offensive line scares me. We're into the top 15. Who is number 15 on Matt Williamson's power rankings week three? A little soft spot for the Colts. I still picked them to win that division. I liked what Brissett did. Two close games. They're one and one. That sounds like, you know, 15-16 to me. Right, right in the middle of it, right in the thick of things. And yes. we're getting to some teams that could be there in the playoffs. We're getting to some teams that could um, really have a rough season and a rough offseason thinking, man, what, we're so close. What could we have done? And again, it's all about trust when it comes to this point, and you're feeling more trustworthy about each team as you go along. Who's 14? Yeah, it's funny because I didn't realize I did this till just now, but I have the Colts at 15, the Texans at 14, the Titans at 13. So three, what, they're all one and one, right, in the AFC South. Yeah. A lot of close games. Um, the Titans didn't play first close game in week one, but I think the three of them are all very similar now in terms of obviously power ranks and, you know, where they are as a team. Do you have a preference of those three AFC South teams who you'd put at one? That's tough. I, I still like Houston because I'm going with the quarterback there and Deshaun Watson. So I would take them and I think they have some pieces on defense. I just, Again, we talk about trust there. I trust Watson to uh, DeAndre Hopkins. I trust J.J. Watt. I trust, even without Clowney on that defense, uh, I just, you know, the, the defense isn't great, but I would definitely put money on Houston. If I had to, between those three one-in-one teams, and it's interesting, I'm looking at the the standings right now, the point differentials. Colts and Houston Texans both have negative differentials, negative one for the Texans, negative four for the Colts. The Tennessee Titans have a plus 28 because of that big blowout win in week one. And uh, I've talked about the Tennessee Titans and talked about how they're the team that you want to be better than if you're a playoff team. And if you're worse than them, you're definitely not a playoff team. And so mm-hmm. I think we'll see it no more of that be evident than in this division. Yeah, well said. And uh, in the end, I, I probably should put a chip on Watson, the quarterback. O'Brien's one of those guys, too, that always finds a way to win eight, nine, you know, probably more than his roster should allow. Who are the top 12 teams in the NFL, according to Matt Williamson? Find out next. 
If you found $100 on the street, would you pick it up or keep walking? Of course you'd take the money. So why do you keep picking winners and not betting on them? Put that knowledge to use. If you're listening to this show, you're obviously a well-informed football fan. Whether you're betting on the 49ers, betting on some of the other games around the league, make yourself a little cash with my bookie. It's fast, it's easy, and they pay when you win. Let's face it, where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on. Do the smart thing. If you're going to bet this football season, bet with my bookie. Did you know you could bet on games after kickoff? If by the second half it looks like your bet is going to lose, you can always just take the other side. If you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot, try a parlay. If all your picks come through, you'll multiply your winnings, and no matter how you bet, the NFL season is the best time of year. Join now and my bookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code locked on to activate the offer. That's promo code locked on. Visit mybookie.ag. Today, you play, you win, you get paid. All right, we're getting into the playoff teams here in Matt Williams' power rankings. If this is a snapshot of now. We're going to do this every month and look at the power rankings, see how things change. Matt, we're on to team number 12 on your list. Chargers, and a lot of this is biased because I was so high on them when they were healthy, you know, when before when when I thought Gordon was going to be there and Derwin and Okun and boy, it's not gone so great for the Chargers. But it's not like they're a disaster either. Um so I think they're still a good team with a good quarterback. Um, a lot to like, but man, they have taken some shots to the bow. That's for sure. Who's at 11 for you, Matt? Seattle. I think it's a really impressive win to come to Pittsburgh and win. Um, the, the Cincy game, if we did this after week one, they probably, Seattle would probably be 16, 17. And I, I'm rough on Seattle. I don't think their roster is great. So in the end, uh, this might be the highest they're at all year. But I thought they were just better than the teams I mentioned before, that they're playing pretty well. Well coached. It's the same story for Seattle, and I've seen it year yeah. after year. And I know you, you weren't high on Seattle coming into the season when we had previewed this this year in the NFC West. And I was just like, man, Seattle's not going to go anywhere. They never do. They've got a quarterback. They're well coached. I think they got to fix some things. I thought maybe Minka Fitzpatrick would have been a nice fit there because I think John yeah. Ross made his – breakout uh, week one against Seattle because of how bad Tedrick Thompson played at free safety. They're definitely going to miss Earl Thomas there in Seattle. Uh, if there's one thing they're going to miss, that would be the reason. But uh, Seattle is just always there, and they're going to stay. Uh, we're into the top ten. Matt, who you got? I got your Niners, and I didn't think week one was all that pretty, but week two was very encouraging. Um, the opponents they've played obviously are very low on this list, so that doesn't help their cause, but they're sitting pretty. I'm sure they'll be favored against the Steelers. I'm sure that line's out. I just haven't seen it. Um, Jimmy looks like he's turning the corner. I mean, do you think this is about where they should be? Yeah, and actually, I didn't think they were going to make the top 10 for you, but they are, I think, at the top for me of those teams where you, you just want to see a little bit more. You're not sure, you know, somewhere in that in the middle of the pack towards closer to the top than the bottom now, where I think starting the season you weren't sure they would probably be closer to the bottom than the top of that middle group. And after, again, recency bias, after what I saw them do in Cincinnati, their second straight road game to start the year and to beat up on the Bengals and do anything they wanted was pretty telling and by far the best game of the Kyle Shanahan era since he's been in San Francisco. So positive sign, definitely stock up for the 49ers into week three. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Number nine. Vikings. 
really impressive week one. And they didn't go away in week two. You know, it didn't start well for them, but they kept with it. They, ha- they have a formula there, defense and running game. Kirk Cousins, to me, though, is not an asset. One really bad interception by Kirk Cousins there. And uh, you would love to see a little bit more from your 30 plus million dollar quarterback. Or is it 27 million? I can't remember. It's whatever. Whatever he makes is going to be down the list pretty soon. But he was for a while the highest paid quarterback in the NFL. Doesn't really play to the level of the highest paid quarterback in the NFL when he was signed. But when you need a quarterback, sometimes that's the best you can do. And for a team like the Vikings that are so good in so many other eras, areas, he just has to not lose games for you. Yeah, yeah, I, I, and that's tough. <laughs> yeah, right, <laughs> like that's great, but it's he, he's not been impressive. Number eight. Saints, and they were a tough one to vote because I still think they're a really good team. They could win the Super Bowl, but right this minute they don't have Drew Brees. So if we were to do these a week from now, maybe they would be 18, 19, 20th for me if Bridgewater looks like he doesn't belong. Um, and then if we do this two months from now, they might be two, you know, so I didn't know exactly what to do with them. I still think they could compete with anybody, even with Bridgewater, but you know, not, it, it would be a struggle against some of the top guys. At times, the Saints, for how good the rest of their roster is, that's why I picked the Saints to be my Super Bowl team, but they, they underachieve throughout the roster sometimes. And I want to see everybody elevate now to help Jimmy or to help uh, Teddy Bridgewater and, for them to stay afloat while Drew Brees is out. And if they don't, I think that'll be pretty telling. But uh, it's really hard to keep them in the top 10 for me. I would probably, after what I saw uh, of the Bridgewater-led, and look, he'll he'll have first-team reps now, and they'll be able to yeah. put a game plan together around him. Sean Payton will. So we'll see. But um, I would have a tough time putting them in the top 10 to play today, but we'll know more next week at this time. Yeah, they were a tough one for me to put. And I just thought the defense, Kamara, Michael Thomas... Bridgewater with a week of reps should be, you know, a pretty decent team. Yeah, too much talent on that team for them to completely collapse. I agree. Number seven. Kind of the same mold as the Eagles, because I have these two as my NFC championship team. They, I don't know how healthy they are going into week three as we sit here recording this. Um, lots of injuries coming off a tough loss, but they didn't go away. Um, I still think the defense is pretty good. Uh, I think this might be the lowest I have the Eagles all year, though. Totally agree there. Number five. Number six, I'm sorry. Uh, Number six, I have the Packers. And not the prettiest 2-0. You know what I mean? Like, they, you would, if I told you a month ago, boy, the Packers are starting out 2-0, I would have been like, ooh, I better draft Aaron Rodgers high in my fantasy league. That He's tearing the league apart, and this defense is great. Well, the defense is pretty darn good, and it, the offense is a work in progress. Number five. Baltimore. Two crushing, soul-crushing, destructive wins against the teams that I had, what, 32 and 29. So I'm open to the fact that they might be one of the elite teams, but you got to play somebody first. I totally agree. Similar feeling to the 49ers right now for me, and I believe, but I still need to see that statement win against a good team. Yes, right. I mean, it will just, uh, I, I, have, I have much faith, but that they got to play somebody. Number four. Dallas, um, they sort of fit this mold as well. I think they're more well-rounded than the Ravens, though. Very balanced team. 
Um, I'm a believer. I think they could win the Super Bowl this year. All right, we're getting into the top three teams here in Matt Williamson's Week 3 Power Rankings, number three. The Rams, and I was torn between the Rams and Dallas. I threw it out on Twitter last night. Who's the best team in the NFC? I got a couple of votes for the Packers. Most people said Dallas or the Rams. Came down to those two for me as well. I just think the Rams have a little bit more of the been there, done it factor than Dallas at this point. Although I like Dallas's quarterback a little better. And is it the quarterback that keeps the Rams away from the top two spots? Maybe. I, those two are <laughs> the two AFC powerhouses are just playing great football to me. And I think there's a gap between New England at one, the Chiefs at two, gap three. You know, mm-hmm. uh, and New England's just so strong right now. Both sides of the ball. Uh, my hunch is they probably could have beat the Dolphins by 70. You know, <laughs> I mean, and I mentioned it with the Steelers. I think that they're going to dismantle pretty much every team they play and make the opposing fan base come back and say, our team's not as good as I thought. We're, we're terrible. We're horrible. Fire the coach. I just think New England is a juggernaut right now. And that Kansas City offense is a juggernaut too. You know, I mean, wow. Mahomes looks like the best player on the planet. Um, it's an unstoppable situation. The defense makes plays, but I think New England being more well-rounded has them one as opposed to the Chiefs D kind of keeping them at two. Yep, that that defense under Bill Belichick, I think the thing that keeps New England one for me as well, uh, but that Kansas City offense is cartoonish and how quickly yeah. <laughs> that Patrick Mahomes can put points up and the, the point differential we talked about for some other teams for the New England Patriots, plus 73. They're, they're 76 wow. to 3 as far as the scoreboard goes in two weeks. So at that pace, they'll be like, what, like plus 550 or something? <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> I, I expect that to keep. Well, look, they, pay, they play the, the Dolphins one more time. They play yeah, the Jets right. twice. So really, the only resistance in the division will be the Buffalo Bills. Right. Good point. But yeah, I think they're clearly number one right now. All right. There you have it. The week three power rankings from Matt Williamson. We'll be back tomorrow. We've got Mike Sando Sando joining us on our regular Thursday Locked On NFL. Talk to you then.